All right, everyone. It is November 3rd, year of our Lord, 2023. This is Ain't That Some Shit with M. I believe we are at episode 28, 29. <laughs> Need to look at my files and double check because I want this to be done in order. Let's see here. Uh, that might take too much time. <clears throat> I'll figure it out in post. Anyways, um, brief update. The IDF, Israeli Defense Force, they are targeting the tunnels that Hamas is using in the Gaza Strip. Israel is also barring any fuel from entering Gaza. There is no consideration of a ceasefire on the side of Israel because whenever they do hold a ceasefire, guess who attacks? Hamas. Terrorists have no moral compass. They're not going to honor ceasefire. They see it as weakness. So, oh, also the condition for a ceasefire, Israel says that we will stop the bombing of Gaza. We will stop fighting and stop flattening the tunnels that the terrorist vermin are in. When all 241 abductees are returned. The number used to be 242, but um, uh, Sergeant Yam Glass, 20-year-old female, was killed on October 7th, but her body was taken to Gaza. I guess that's why they were counting 242. No one had any reports that this young woman was killed. They just carried the body there anyways. Another human shield. Yeah, I don't want to weigh down this episode too much. I know that everyone is pretty much sick of hearing Israel versus Hamas over and over again. I understand. Everyone is sick of seeing the whole free Palestine, but no one is adding free Palestine from Hamas. Uh, Hezbollah is now involved. Our U.S. Marines are currently preparing for war. We're in it, people. And with war comes more inflation. With war comes more shortages. With war comes more hardship on the everyday civilians who are not directly in the line of fire. Uh, it's... It's going to be a very tight Christmas holiday season around. Uh, my recommendation, save. Save what you can. Buy in bulk. Store of food. I'm not saying like be like a prepper. No, I'm not going that far. I am saying that expect prices to go up again. Uh, what What is it? Um... There was something I saw, and I wanted to bring it up, because I'll admit to this, uh, auto loan delinquencies. I have missed a few car payments, I will be honest. I didn't see it as feasible, nor uh, paramount during the inflation thing. I was like, no, I gotta keep the house going, electricity, gas, food those kind of things and my car thank goodness I didn't have a high interest rate but I did miss a month or two I'm caught up now 
but it's telling what people prioritize. Almost no one is buying houses now. Real estate uh, investors and real estate agents are hurting, <laughs> which is funny because that is the profession that a lot of recent divorcee women get into. I'm going to be a real estate agent. I'm going to look all pretty and sell people homes and take this, you know, quick certification and everything and just go with it. And now that plan is falling apart. So people take the time now, invest in a skill, something that you can actually produce something. Uh, trade schools, great. Certifications to teach something, great. You're fluent in another language. You can get that tested for a medical translation. That, that's the only thing that I know. But it's time to be resourceful. Because who knows what the aftermath of this war will look like. If you have a family, if it's just you, if you're pitching in to help your parents, it would behoove you, it would be in your best interest to do something that can get you ahead. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. We're all adults here, yeah? So let's, let's discuss it. Car payments are skyrocketing. Um, people were buying used cars a few months ago, like hotcakes. I would not recommend selling. Also, I would not recommend getting into uh, EV vehicles just yet. I would hold off. There are a lot of deals underway. Uh, electric vehicles are not. They worry me. They worry me in the sense that there are no brakes. <laughs> There's nothing mechanically really to fix. Um, the old days of fixing up a car with your dad or a bunch of friends getting together and pitching in for a combustion engine, those are long in the past. However, they are the most reliable. We still use gas in this country. The whole grid for gas stations are already set up. You're going to find a gas station every 10, 20 miles. Some areas don't have charging ports yet. Sure, they're really nice and fancy and everything, but if it breaks down and you have nowhere to plug in your car, you're screwed. And with everything going on, I'm not, I'm not saying that an attack on American soil is going to happen, but in the event, you want to be able to pack up your shit and move, right? So I'm still for combustion engine. Hell, take a class to see what you can fix in your car on your own. Become more savvy. Know your engine. Know what maintenance habits would benefit your vehicle. Because now more than ever, being resourceful is key. And it's not going away. Uh, everyone's like, AI is taking our jobs. Yes and no. AI cannot stop on a dime. 
and change its entire plan if something serendipitous happens. Something by chance just throws off the trajectory. It takes a while for a computer to recalculate and computers don't have the same, I don't want to say brand of ethics, but their decision making is based upon an algorithm that is based upon proportions, percentages, the likelihood of something happen, happening. Humans, we are a lot better at adapting and changing course based upon new factors. We can make that split second decision. Example, I, um, I am re-watching the show House, House, uh, House MD, that medical show where like this pathologist has this insane case and he has about three guesses as to what is the underlying cause and how to treat it and usually the guesses are wrong okay so <clears throat> this kid uh, kid I want to say 1415 he was responding badly to a medication he was having an anaphylactic reaction his airway was closing up and it's visible and a member of house's team I think it was Eric Foreman um, wanted to intubate. Intubate is to put a tube down the throat, through the trachea, into the main bronchus, so that air can go to the lungs. Because if that airway closes up, that's it. Kid is dead. The kid started turning cyanotic. He started looking blue. He wasn't getting enough air. The, there was very limited time for Foreman to get to that point where the tube had reached a sufficient length or depth into the child's trachea. And if a computer were doing this, if AI was so advanced and they had robots performing these actions, the robot would have assessed the percentage of success, the probability based upon percentage of risk, and would have criked the boy, would have cut an incision in the boy's throat and stuck the tube there. That hole is called a stoma. Any hole or any cut or any break in your skin's integrity puts you at risk for infection. That 14-year-old, it's, it's happened, could be on a ventilator for life. Things go wrong. Thank goodness Dr. Foreman pushed through. He's like, no, I got it. That millisecond would not have been attempted by a robot. Humans take the risks. Humans believe in themselves. Computers depend mostly on the data. Um, I need to find the exact... Oh, let, you know what? I'm going to pause this. I'm going to find it. I'm going to read it to you because it is wild. My husband, he was telling me of this program, this stealth think it was called stealth stealth plane learning program let me look it up for you and I'll read it so that you can be as astonished as I am all right correction so it was not a disclosed mission it's actually a movie from 2005 but hold on bear with me just because it's in a movie doesn't mean it can't really happen like come on we saw we all saw idiocracy right and now we're living it. So, bear with me. The movie is called Stealth. 
It was put out in 2005. It's an American military science fiction action film. Until now, and I'll explain. <clears throat> uh, the film follows three top fighter pilots as they join a project to develop an automated robotic stealth aircraft. This unmanned, um, what did they want to call it? They had a cute little acronym. It was like an unmanned, da 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 da. All right, whatever. Unmanned craft, right? Learned from how the fighter pilots would deviate, what decisions they would make, what they were discerning as enemy targets and how they would approach it, right? The program would reprogram itself and it would go through these patterns and then it would start learn to learn exponentially. And it created its own ethical code based upon the data. We hit these three sites, we had a casualty of this percent. If we only hit two but use this amount of power, casualties are down and whatever. Okay. The plane, the AI, decided upon itself to hold a preemptive strike on North Korea. Can you imagine how that would play out? Can you imagine how likely that would be? We create an AI and we're like, all right, so we want peace. What tactical hits, what tactical missions can we uh, engage and execute to get this end result? <laughs> and then our planes all take off by themselves and go fucking bombing the Middle East and North Korea to no end. It's, it's a zero-sum game. The whole world would be destroyed. And that that's why the human component is so is so important. Yes, AI is coming through, but AI cannot make those human factor decisions that we can. That's why they, you know, they have to stop this project in the movie. I wouldn't be surprised if this becomes a reality. So, now this is nonfiction. Evtol. E, V as in Victor, T as in Thomas, O, L. Stands for Electric Vertical Takeoff and Landing. These aircrafts um, that have this, they use electric power to hover, take off, land vertically. This technology was created to reduce human error in those instances. Because honestly, the hardest thing about flying a plane is the takeoff and landing. Once you're in the air, you pop on autopilot. It fixates on your coordinates where you want to go. It alerts you if there's any other planes. But the human factor, the pilots, you know, it used to be that the pilots were the know-it-all and the plane was simply the machine that the person manipulates to get the end result. Now it's, the machine is doing everything and then the pilot's just there just in case something goes wrong, but they keep building these things better and better. The likelihood isn't that large. But also, if you don't know your machinery, what the fuck are you going to do? So, Evtol aircrafts have been already 
approved in China. Um, let's see. Over Air, developer of Evtol aircraft, has a letter of intent for purchase of 20 butterfly aircraft. That's the name of it. And more in South Korea. So South Korea is on board, and our government is in the process of certifying these for use. So it's not going to end at takeoffs <laughs> and landings. It's not. They're going to continue to integrate AI, and you need to be that failsafe. In, in your electric vehicle, in your plane, in whatever that you're allowing a system to operate. And the smarter the system gets, the smarter you have to be. Again, resources. Be resourceful. Learn everything you can to be that last line of defense for whatever. Man, I was really hoping that stealth was a, a mission, but no. it's. It's a movie from 2005. Oh, that, that definitely could happen, don't you think? Remember they had that first ChatGPT uh, created by Microsoft and <laughs> it became incredibly racist and violent and all that? I can only shudder to imagine what, what a military aircraft that is a proficient student of tactics, of strategy, and is seeking to have like the best outcome for its creator. What what all could it do? Alright, I'm sorry. I know we're out of the spooky season, but <laughs> this this is what scares me in the middle of the night that how far will we progress by 2026 after almost all of our aircrafts, all of our military-grade aircrafts have EVTOL? What's the next step? How much rain will AI be allowed to take? Who knows? Oh, we're in for a ride. Anyways, so yeah, similarly to the show house making that split-second decision to be like, I know my skills, I can intubate this patient, they don't need to be cut up, they don't need to have a tube forced through the skin into the throat that who knows what will happen, because once they do that, you know, the kid has to be on a ventilator. They can't just be uh, ambu bagged, they can't just be bagged to get the oxygen, you know, they have this big bulbous, they call it a bag, <laughs> it's, a, it's more like a bottle that they squeeze is connected to the tube and the tube's down the throat. You can only do that for so long before they have to hook you up to a machine. Depending upon the cleanliness of the machine, the patient could get pneumonia. It's, it's a whole thing. So, I'm sorry, I'm not sure how to end that. Like, my mind is just blown. I, I so thought it was a mission. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like some undercover secret op that they're trying, that they're sending unmanned aircrafts into New Mexico, have them fly around and do arbitrary things and then come back. It's only a matter of time. And who knows what will happen if we're not the first to get that kind of technology. 
who knows what will happen if it's the Chinese first or the Chinese make it and they have like some shitty prototypes and they sell it off to some other partner of theirs it's it's a lot it's a lot to consider it's a lot to think about I know I know this is my political segment I'm sorry I'm deviating so much but not much is going on political wise the GOP had like four or five candidates for their um, house speaker they didn't want Jim Jordan he's the one leading the probe into Biden and the um, allegations against Trump he's looking into Louisiana Republican Mike Johnson has been elected to House Speaker he's a sassy man and he is a vocal supporter of President former President Trump let's let's see what happens oh Trump had beat one of the uh, cases against him He beat Biden. He's up by six points. Yep. General election polls. Let's see. Presently, yeah, Trump is up 44% to Biden. 51%, 49 and this. Okay. Hey, if you don't like Trump, I understand. But what war were we in during his time in office? Other than Afghanistan, but I mean, our troops were holding the ground. We weren't hearing of any mass, ca mass casualties. We didn't hear of anyone doing crazy stuff. I am not saying he is the greatest choice, but he's a hell of a lot better than Biden and whoever is propping up Biden to make these decisions. Uh, there is a collective bill that Biden is trying to pass to send aid to Israel and Taiwan and Ukraine. Why are we still sending money to Ukraine? Especially after discovering that missiles that we had sent them found their hands into Hamas, found their way into Hamas's hands. Um, shit's not adding up. It's not. And I'm not going to put the blame solely on Biden. It's his whole administration. It's everyone who defends him. It's the press secretary who keeps lying through her teeth for him. I'm not impressed. I'm not happy with it. I, and our military is shit. Like... <laughs> We're in the worst position for a war. Service members are the heaviest they've ever been. They are the least experienced, and we have fewer and fewer enlisting. I'm not saying to go enlist now. I'm saying for your own personal safety, safety of your family, get in shape. Go work out. Try to aim for running two miles without stopping. Because Lord knows if you're going to have to one day. Our, our country's sliding fast. And it's, it's because of this life of luxury that we have. I mean, thank God for it. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. So much opportunity. Opportunity 
though, goes both ways. It can be opportunity for betterment or opportunity for detriment, and we are going towards the detriment. And as I say this, I'm craving McDonald's fries. Like, <laughs> I'm keeping it completely honest with you, keeping it a buck. Fast food tastes good for the moment. But that's just it. Are you living for the taste or are you living for the effects, the nourishment, the benefits? That's your decision. But what if your longevity, your life was based on it? Would that change your decision? Yeah, just something to mull over. Same thing with the whole presidential election. Yes, Trump says some stupid shit. Yes, his tweets are dumb, but he's a man of action. Yes, he wasn't right on everything, correct, but he hasn't wavered. I haven't seen him flop as much as Biden has. I haven't seen him take shit or make the decisions that would lead to shit. The main critiques that I've seen about Trump are his tiny hands, his word choice, that he speaks like he's not educated. Sure, whatever. However, the average person doesn't want to be spoken down to from an elitist prick like Joe who's been in Senate since he was like, what, 23? Like, this man hasn't known a real job. This man has just been taking endorsement money for decades. That's that's not someone I have confidence in. I have someone who's willing to be like, I've run a business. Okay, he, he entered Senate at age 29, becoming the fifth youngest U.S. Senator in history. Okay. 29. You're younger than I am. Based upon what? Based upon what? I... That's, that's not a leader, and he hasn't really done anything significant since then. Not to mention the stain that's on his family, the grandchild that he refused to acknowledge, his son, who people don't want to say, but I have my suspicions that he brought Coke into the White House, because why not? It's... It doesn't inspire confidence. I, I know neither of them have seen military service. I know there's criticism that Trump had bone spurs, and that's probably an excuse as to why he didn't go in. But he still holds the military in high regard. He holds this country in high regard. Whereas Joe Biden shat all over our country every time he went over to a foreign nation praise them and shit on the country that he's going to represent, that he is representing. He went over to a serviceman who was left behind, who was in the attack of the airport uh, when they pulled out of Afghanistan. The airport, I want to say it's Bagram. Yes. Yes, that soldier lost an arm, 
His other arm was badly injured. His mom was there in the room. Joe Biden walks in, tries to go shake his hand, the hand that's in the cast, tries to reach for the other one. The hand's not there. And has the nerve to be like, what do you want? Like, he's... Now, it can be compared mean tweets versus stupid comments. Fine. Let's say they disqualify each other. Let's look at action. Pulling troops out of a country without a plan. Bad. Sending billions of dollars to a country that's not NATO. Sure, we didn't want Russia having it. Fine. But that country is known for money laundering and corruption. Talking about Ukraine. Also bad. Our state, Hawaii, ravaged by fires in Maui. The Lahaina people having to go into the water, having to go into the ocean to avoid the flames. Many people burned to death in their cars hoping that the police blockade or whatever was going on there would be moved and they could get out of that community. Insurance companies not paying people enough to rebuild and only $700 cents per person. Also bad. So I'll wait to hear what you want to line up to disqualify on Trump ends, but Biden's track record is shit. I am not going to bring up when he brought up uh, trans people to the White House to commemorate them and all that stuff. That's culture, social, blah, blah, blah. It's not putting the country in jeopardy, but it does make us look bad. It does. On a national stage, it makes us look like we don't understand what the fuck is going on. We threw biology out the window. We propped up Fauci. Yes, Trump propped up Fauci. I will give you that. Yes. He was the one who invited him in and let him take the reins, but in defense of all those who took the shot, all of those who thought this was the right thing, if you didn't have an understanding of disease processes, what were you going to do? You're being told this is the best chance of survival for you and your family? Fear is a great motivator. I am not going to hold anyone um, accountable to that. I get it. But it's not the same. It's not the same. The whole world was fed this lie. Those who knew and said don't take it, well, we told you so. But that doesn't get us anywhere. What gets us somewhere is this next presidential election. Are we going to take Biden on again just so that he can, you know, shuffle off this mortal coil and leave us with Harris? Because Biden's not looking that good. He hasn't been looking good in a while. Trump seems to have more vigor. I'm not exactly thrilled that this is the two choices we have. I'm not. And the media really wants Trump to be at the forefront because they think that he can be easily beat by Biden again. The Republicans have not been pushing or propping up, excuse me, any of their other people. DeSantis, nah, maybe. He's a former serviceman. He 
turned Florida around. So many people moved there because of his policies during COVID and after. But I'm not completely sold on his his performance, let's say that. What we put forward on the global stage speaks for every American. I know people are like, well, he's not my president, whatever side you said that to, whatever era you said that, I don't give a shit. <laughs> this is the guy that the rest of the world sees when you say American. Frankly, I'd rather it be Trump. I'd rather it be that we are capitalist. We are not going to be pushed around. Sure, we may look ridiculous. We all have spray tans and goofy hair and whatever. But we know how to make that money. And we will put a stop to anyone who tries to threaten our way of life. Because unlike other countries, we don't have slavery. There's still slavery going on in China in Africa, in the Middle East, you betcha. South America, they are starving. They have so many change of uh, regimes. Their money is worthless. My mother is part Peruvian. Uh, I went there, I want to say 2017 or whatever. I, don't, I think the exchange is still the same. I went there with a thousand US dollars. I had 3,000 soles, their money at the time. I think it's the same. To spend. That's crazy. That's crazy. But they were happy for the business and everything because there's nothing else going on. People there still have dirt floors in their homes. The poorest of our people have EBT cards and they're wearing brand name clothing. This is the land of opportunity. But it's your choice, opportunity for betterment or detriment. So we will see what happens. Um, I'm going to rewatch that movie, Stealth. Uh, if you enjoyed my rambling, please check out the comics podcast with DJ, RJ, Haley, Griffin. Wonderful stuff. A lot more lighthearted <laughs> conversations. We just did a Halloween episode, uh, DJ and I discussing the paranormal. Um, can listen to that. I have a bit of history in, in that stuff. I'm actually, I'm really glad the Halloween season's over. I always feel weird around this time. Maybe it's superstitious. Maybe I'm just a little stitious. Who knows? But anywho, that's all I got for now. This was Ain't That Some Shit with Emma. Over and out. Hey, this is Sarah from Comics Podcast. If you're enjoying our content, be sure to hit the like and subscribe button. Also, be sure to hit the notification bell to stay up to date with all of our upcoming content.